And welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I'm Brandon. Guess who I am? I'm Craig. You are. Yeah. I just want to uh, start mm-hmm. off at the beginning, um, take ownership for the missed podcast last week. That was completely me. I know I reached out to Sue and said, listen, we didn't podcast. It was my fault. I take full blame. <laughs> You were it, yeah. He, uh, cause I even was like, Hey, we, we podcast in tomorrow. This was last Sunday. Right. And he, um, he was like, I was kind of oh, well, dancing well, around. Well, it. Yeah, we can. And I was like, What do you mean we can? He's like, Well, I was going to go, uh, I was going to go hunting. And I was like, Okay. Um, I'm like, Well, just go ahead and go hunting and we can, we can pick it up the next week. So, um, yeah. So you know where his priorities lie. <laughs> it's November, man. Yeah, I know. And, uh, November, it's the, it's the season of, you know, 70 or 30 degree weather. It's the season of hunting. It's the season of pecan pie. It's the season. Pecan. Okay. That we, was a, we had that conversation with yesterday. Sue yesterday. That was a big discussion because it was it, a big it carried discussion. On. It carried on even in yeah. a little later on. I mean, yeah. I, I just I can't help it. Some of the things like like my kids make fun of me when I say tiger. It, it you know like tiger woods. They're not the only ones making fun of you. Everybody <laughs> makes fun of me. We get it. I know. My my accent, the words I say, my height, you, you name it. It just is what it is, dude. Take all those away. That does not even matter. Nobody even cares about that. But what they are caring about right now is that you say the word pee can. and can together. Those two words, P and can, don't go together. It's pecan. Okay. Con. So, like, spell con artist for me. Con? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a different con. But it doesn't matter. That's how that's pronounced. Con artist is spelled C-O-N, right? Okay. Uh, just a question. Spell can. If you it, all... If you all <laughs> spell can. It's uh, C-A-N. Okay. But when it's put with P-E, it's con. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thanks for the English lesson, if you all, Professor. <laughs> if you all think Brandon has had too much coffee already this morning. I've barely – I did have a shot of espresso, and I drank mine straight. You put yours in. So we are drinking – We're very We're, we're going to get off the pecan-pecan uh, conversation right. because that thing could go on forever. It and, could. Um, but uh, if it you could. all think Brandon's wrong – let me know, would you? <laughs> right. Leave a comment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So so the coffee we are drinking, uh, we were gifted yesterday by Brent and Maria Roland. And um That's really good. Very good. So smooth. It is Salt Creek Coffee Company, established in twenty eighteen. It is a breakfast blend, but it's not a like they've got a a um I guess roast meter here. Mm-hmm. Like in how like how heavy the roast is. It's a medium roast. So a lot of breakfast blends are light roasts. Yeah, and I'm not a big light roast person, but Correct. Uh, that's just me. And so this one is a medium roast, so that's good. Um, this is They are out of Apple Creek, Ohio. Well, that so, sounds like some Amish country. Sounds thing, like some Amish country area. I think yeah. it is. So Salt Creek Coffee Company, very good. The breakfast blend is very good. It smells. Uh, yesterday, he, he he put it up to my nose. He was like, smell this, and he squeezed in the package. I was well, it's like, got it that little smell. hole in the back of it. Yeah. yeah. It does smell really, really good. Right. But to top that off, mm-hmm. we have that coffee, mm-hmm. and then the espresso, espresso. Yeah, is something that you picked up. I picked that up. So we were in. We'll talk about this in a little bit. But we were in Louisville, Kentucky, um, this past weekend for Christian's National Cross Country Meet. Right. And um, so you know, went on Whiskey Row. You got to slip in. So I slipped into Angel's Envy. You went on Whiskey Row? Well, it's like Louisville's like Whiskey Is that like Row. the Willie Nelson song, Whiskey River? 
I think so. Okay, I was just checking with you. Yeah. So we slipped into Angel's Envy Distillery and um, just looking around. They had this coffee. Yeah. And it says it's bourbon-flavored coffee. I'm not really sure I taste bourbon in the coffee. Well, I, but, you may not taste it, but you're acting like it. Oh, it really? Is that what the deal is? Yeah. Oh, wow. Pecan. Yeah, pecan. Come on, keep going. Um, but anyway, so it, it's actually really good, too. I it actually, is very good. I brewed. What's the name of it? It's Angel's, Angel's Envy. Angel's Envy, and it just is yeah. just a bourbon flavor. So coffee. that's what you put. That's the espresso. That's the espresso that he put in, and it was, it's actually really good. I would say, I, you so, did have a sip of your espresso before you put it in your coffee. See, I like it in my coffee because it just adds a l- extra zip. It does. Buzzing. But I just drink mine straight. Yeah, and then it has a lot of I zip. mean, it's bourbon flavored coffee, so I had to have a shot of it, right? Yes, Is that you how did. that works? Yeah, you did. Shot of espresso. Imagine that with a with a pe- pecan pie. Oh, that'd Imagine be good. That. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a good um, it's a good smooth coffee too. I made a, a pot of that yesterday afternoon at home, and it's it's really good. good. But we've got more coffee to drink as well. We had more. Um, Robert and Kim Drum and and their boys brought us in. Um, a bag of Hemisphere coffee yesterday. That's really good coffee. That's very good coffee. So never go wrong with that. So we'll get to that thank probably. You guys, thank you guys for giving us coffee. We always love the coffee, and um, it's just um, it's it's a pleasure to yes it to, is to, t- to taste different coffees and um, oh yeah. So well, like like you know yeah this salt what is it Salt, salt Creek Coffee, coffee Company coffee. really good. So it's yeah, so we smooth. really appreciate it, guys, and um, it's it's fun to um, get a bag of coffee and it's fun to taste it and and it, what's great about it is we can keep tasting it long after you long after this one exactly long after we've done it here. Yes. So, uh, so thank you very much. So, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I um just wanted to uh, let everybody know, and as you already know, a couple days from now, what three days from now is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it's already Thanksgiving, and um, so um. Hope you all have a very good Thanksgiving, and I don't know where you're all going. If you're traveling, driving, going next right. door, if everybody's coming to your house. Um, but um, hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And um, the thing I hope we do is don't forget to actually give thanks to God for all the things you have in your life. Exactly. And, um, kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about here, yep. here in a little bit. But um, speaking of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, here we go. Is okay, this like go. a... A debate or just a question? If I was, if I was, if I was, this a poll? if I was speaking, it would be question. Okay. So, what's your favorite pie for Thanksgiving? If you had to pick one, you can it, only have one for Thanksgiving this Thursday. What one do you want? I can't say it. Please don't. I get made fun of for saying it. Really? That's the one you'd want. I love to? it. One of my pecan favorites. pie. Yes. Okay. Is love that it. what I mean, you're having? That's what I'm making. I'm actually okay. So wait a minute. You do make pecan pie. I do. Homemade, oh. homemade crust and everything. What, 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 uh, what would you charge to make me one before, um, for you? Yeah. Extra. Because no, I, I would, I'd have to say, I'd have to call it pecan. You would. And, okay. And that would be payment enough. <laughs> I wouldn't charge you a dime. Can I say it in private? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I make the crust from scratch too. Like I, you, you know what? You actually, uh, a few years ago, mm-hmm. You actually either made me one or you brought me a piece because right. I've had it. It's yeah. really, it's really, really good. If you want one, let me know. So here's what I'm doing different this year. Tell me what you think about this. So instead of baking it in the oven, okay, I'm gonna smoke it in my smoker. Oh my! You think that'll be good? So smoked pecan pecan pie. <laughs> Maybe I'll put a shot of espresso in it. <laughs> and. Did you, don't you make it with some, um, like extra ingredients or something? I have made bourbon pecan pie before. That's what I had. That was really yes, good. That's very good. That was really very good. Very similar to like a Kentucky Derby pie. Yeah. You know, I can only have, I only can have one piece because, um, I was driving it that It bakes out. I know. Come on. <laughs> 
But no, that's that's very good too. That's that's one of my favorites. But yeah, just just pecan pie. I do like pumpkin. I do like pumpkin pie. I do too. Um, but what's that pumpkin pie that people make that have that um, like that cream cheese stuff in it? Or you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. It's like that layer of um. Yes. Boy, that's good stuff. You can't. I mean, you can't go wrong with cream cheese. No, you really can't. Like I put cream cheese in my mashed potatoes. Remember yeah. that you had those that one year we did that for um, upward. I made chicken noodles, mashed potatoes, oh, yeah. and we served that. Okay, I'm just going to tell you this, and I think I mentioned this two weeks ago on the podcast. Maybe I didn't. I don't know if I did or not. But we we went over to your house. Did I mention this on? No, the- I don't think so. No, but, okay, so a few, no, we haven't. Okay, a week ago Monday. Yes, a week ago Monday, we were at Brandon's house. Yeah, we didn't podcast that morning because we were hunting. Yes. Yeah. And so that night, uh, Anita and I went over to Brandon's house and his mom and dad were there and, um, it's always good to hang out. It was with a week ago parents. today. It that seems like forever ago. ago. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. But he, um, he invited us over and, um, he had burgers and th- those were really good. Oh, and, I know where you're getting. And, um, you know, um, I make, um, homemade green beans. So and, good. Um, yeah, they're really good. And, uh, we had all the, it was, it was really good. It was good to spend time with his folks and, um, it was fun to, you know, be with the kids and, um, but I, um, Brandon smoked the burgers on my pit boss, his pit yep. boss. And he also made a smoked cream cheese. He brings that thing in and, um, you know, it's not, it's not huge. What would you say that? It's like a block. I did maybe. a. I did a block. block. It was just okay. an eight ounce block, block of cream, cream cheese. cheese. And he smoked it. And I put, so what you do is you score it in like a diamond pattern. Okay. And then I put, I think I did meat church holy cow on that okay. one. You can put any seasoning on top. People have done like cinnamon sugar, like more of a, Ooh. eat it with graham crackers, like oh a dessert. My. Oh my. We'll have to try that too. But mm. anyway, so I put uh, meat church holy cow on it. So, uh, and then he had some crackers. This is why he was making, uh, finishing up the burgers and all that. So, uh, he brings it in and he's like, Hey, if you guys want to have, have some of this, go for it. A little appetizer. It. So, um, um, I had some, took one like cracker and tried some. And I, I like, wish you could have seen his eyes. Like his eyes got so big. He was like, that's so good. Oh my, it was really good. So Brandon goes back out to finish, um, working on the burgers. And, um, I looked over at Allie and I was like, I'm going to feel terrible if I eat this entire block and he doesn't get any of it. Allie, like, <laughs> Allie understands your pain because she's the same way. She loves that stuff. She's like, like whenever she knows that, and I may cook tonight on the, the pit boss. I may do our steaks tonight on it, but whenever I'm going to cook on it, she's like, do you have a block of cream cheese? Mm-hmm. Like any chance yeah. we get to cook on it, it's like, you might as well throw a block on there because we're going to eat it. Here's what it's best with. And I, I apologize. We didn't have some. So I guess I'll just have to have you back up. Okay. And we'll have some, but it's great with triscuits. If you really? like triscuits. Really? Yeah. Wow, that sounds good. I think part of it's like a texture thing too, the wheat and everything of that, but. So, I sat by your dad that night. Yes. And, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Your dad, the man knows how to eat a tater tot. Yeah? Yeah, he waited on the tater tots, remember? Oh yes. No, uh, he didn't have any of the sweet potato fries. He's not a big think. fan of sweet potatoes. But, he landed on the tater tots, and mm-hmm. that was really good. So uh, that was tater tots are good, and we did them in the air fryer. That's the they way were to really do it. good. So we we ate really well. So I just uh, the uh, smoked um, cream cheese was really good. I know I forgot about that. We have that so often at my house. It was just like it's kind of a common thing. But so yeah, so I'm um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to talk Brandon into making me. Um, I can make you one pecan. Well, I don't know how to make that. Oh man. It has some, it, there's, I think there's, the word can is in it. I'm not quite sure. 
<laughs> oh goodness. So, anyways, so you had on. you got you had a, you had a busy weekend. Uh, I mean, I, I um I heard all your you know you tripped down to um God's country and uh, yeah yeah, yeah. It was, there it's was amazing how much closer you are to God down in Kentucky, isn't it? It it is beautiful down there. It really is, and the spirit is just flowing. The it was the Lord is flowing. It was. Although yeah. my daughter made a comment, she said, "So many people with UK shirts on, they're making me sick." Yeah, well, what that usually happens, um, when you first hear about how, how you're trying to, you know, get rid of sin in your life, it usually is a purging and it hurts. Is so that what it is? I think that's what it is for her. I'll She's let her trying know. to get rid of that. Yeah, um, I'll let her yeah, know. Okay. So, no, we went down, so we went down to Christian Ran, um, on Saturday and we, we left on Thursday after they Wait got done. Second, let me interrupt you. Yes. There was, did you see any, uh, um, Louisville? Um, Louisville sweatshirts down there too? I mean, like for the UL? Yeah. Not, it, not isn't many. it weird? Like it even, is weird. Even in, like, Louisville, in Louisville, it's like uh, the UK overrides it in, does. in Louisville. I saw a few, but nothing, nothing like UK. Like the one guy that was helping out, the main guy that was helping with, um, one of the main guys that was helping with the national cross country yeah. meet. Um, he had a UK track and cross country jacket on, so he must have must be with UK. But yeah, even in Louisville. You're seeing mostly Kentucky stuff. I'll, I'll let you get back to your story. When when I was living down there, we knew I knew I knew we knew a couple whose one of their kids went to Louisville and the other one went to University of Kentucky, and so one of them played for um, football on UK and the other one played was a reserve on the basketball team in Louisville. Okay, okay. and so she had. Everything she had was split down the middle. Like her jackets, like if she had a zip jacket like this, this side would be UK. She put UK over heart. And Louisville <laughs> was on this because she was – but she would – it was like blue and red. And she had those things made. Sweatshirts, everything was like that. That's it crazy. was crazy because she, she said, you know, it's divided because one kid right? went one way and one kid went the other. So right. but anyway, sorry. Interrupt no worries. Story. No. So anyway, so we left after Christian um, – had cross country practice Thursday. Let him take a shower and whatnot. Drove down. Um, got down about nine twenty or so. Um, got up Friday morning. We had a surprise for them. We did tell them Thursday night where we were going. But um, if, if you know my daughter, you know she's a huge baseball fan, um, and she loves the Atlanta Braves. And she just refers to him as Junior Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, I said Ken Griffey. No, no. But okay. I did send you a picture of Christian with Ken Griffey's exactly statue there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we took them Friday morning to the Louisville Slugger Museum. Now they've been before, but they were little, yeah. little, little. So they didn't remember it, but that was great. They loved it. Um, guy was super nice when he found out she was a big Ronald Acuna Jr. fan. He comes back like five minutes later because we got there right as they opened. And so there was practically no one in there yet. Mm -hmm. And our tour was at 920. And so he comes up to her like five minutes later and he said, Hey, come here. I've got something to show you. And he took us back in the bat vault and all on these tables, on these tables lined up on the wall there, um, there were all of the Silver Slugger Awards that they've um, engraved and everything for this year's winners. And they won't get them actually until spring training, but they right. had Acuna Juniors, they had Austin Riley's, Matt Olson's, um, Shohei Otani, my guy Bryce Harper, uh, Mookie Betts. Pete Rose. No, this year's. Oh, this year's. <laughs> this gotcha, year's. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, but gotcha, so, gotcha. like, Jordan was on cloud nine yeah. on that, and she loved it, so. Um, but then we went and, um, and did a walkthrough for Christian's course and did dinner with their team, and then Saturday, Christian ran in nationals. Well, it was just under two miles, so it was a 3K. It was like one, somewhere around 1 1.8, 1 1.9 miles total. 
And um, we were a little worried because Friday it rained most of the day. And so it was like, man, this course is going to be slick. They're going to be falling, slipping. Mm -hmm. Times aren't going to be great. Um, To say we were shocked at how he did would be an understatement, like super proud. So in at States um, a few weeks ago, he ran, that was two miles and his, it was a PR for him. It was a personal record. He ran it in 16 minutes and 17 seconds. That's great. And so going into nationals, I thought, and I told him, I was like, but if you can break the 16 minute mark, that'd be phenomenal. He ran on Saturday, 13 minutes and 49 seconds. Oh, wow. And it's like, where did this come from? Like he came, he came by us in the first mile at six minutes and 52 seconds. Oh, wow. And I looked at Ali and one of the other dads, cause the, his son was right there with Christian and like, they've never run this quick. Like, right, right. what is up? And I think part of it was just the excitement of the day, but excitement. The air is lighter in Kentucky. Oh, is that what it is? It's, um, a lot. Yeah, it's just everything's better. Well, Kentucky when you run in Kentucky, you just you channel your inner, you know, thoroughbred. You, you exactly. feel like you're a horse. Exactly. It's, it's like just, horse racing. It is what it is down in Kentucky. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. our hotel room. I mean, pictures of horses everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Jordan, Jordan goes, man, they really like horses down here, don't they? I'm like. Sweetie, you're in Louisville. Like, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Like, this is yeah. the heart of horse racing country. If you ever get the chance, if you're ever in Con- Lexington, yes, and you ever get the chance, you need to go to the Kentucky Horse Park. Okay. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, just going through the museum and, you know, you, you, you know, the big, big stud horse, man of war and, yes, um, yeah. just all kinds of stuff. And then you get to see, you know, they'll take you through the stables. And so, I mean, some of these horses are, they're absolutely gorgeous. They and beautiful. are. And they're and, huge too. Like those. Yeah. Like you see horses around here out in the yeah. field and whatnot. They're, yeah. they're big horses, but the racing horses. Yep. Yep. are on a different level size And then there's some of their training. You can go to the training sessions, which you think, oh, that's boring, but it really isn't. I mean, some of the things these horses do and some of the things. Right. That, that it's just, and, and they're so huge. These horses yeah. are just, they're not just like the field horses. No, these, no, they, no, no. These things are big. And um, so, yeah, but um, anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, you're but, good. Yeah, We're, but you're I, right. I horses, and, horses and UK basketball. Yeah, so I, um, I have a confession to make. You came to the bright side. No, but oh, for the God. longest time, you know, I thought, and maybe there's still, cause, cause some of those guys are not young, but there's still time for me if ministry doesn't work out, if, if, you know, I decide to pursue a different profession. I, I always thought that I could be a jockey. Well, aren't you a little tall? I'm a little tall. I am just a little bit too. And maybe about 30 pounds overweight? Maybe. Literally, how, how big are they? They're, aren't they like they're, five foot, five yeah, one? Yeah. And I'm five, five, one fifteen. And some of those guys though are like one fifteen or less. Right. Who's the one big jockey that was, oh, I can't remember his name, but I mean, he is not big at all. He's like four nine. And mm-hmm. I mean, you think a guy like that on that big, powerful animal like that, I just, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get thrown off of it. I love to ride horses though. I think I could be a jockey. You? Yeah. No. No. Okay. No. Not. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> uh, so, That's anyways, no. It was. Do. It was a very good trip. I'm super proud of good. my I'm little buddy, good. and and now we get to to focus on Thursday. Um, him and I are going to run in Marysville at the Pumpkin Dash, the 5K on Thursday, and we kind of have a goal in mind where we can see if we, we're going to try to break the 23 minute mark for the 5K. Where are they running at? Downtown Marysville. Oh, so they're blocking the streets they're off. Block and... the streets off. Perfect. It's just for a little bit. Thursday I won't be morning. here, so that's fine. I'll, say, I'll be exactly. in Cincinnati. Exactly. There's, I'm sure there'll be a oh, few, few yeah. 5Ks down there, too. Yeah, dismal. Um, I'll be honest with you. I worked down for the Reds about nine and a half years, and um, like the Flying Pig and all mm-hmm. that. I, I got to tell you something. When they block the streets off, 
trying to get down into uh to work um, oh yeah but after a while i got to know like the um the route the policemen and yeah. all that oh, okay so you know they would like the race hadn't started yet or they weren't coming into that yet right so they'd be like yeah just quickly head on up because literally they would route you around to where it was another 35 or 40 minutes because you're right and then you couldn't you, you couldn't hardly get into the stadium, so yeah. you had to park way down. So I, I somehow I skirt around that, and um, I ended up actually at one point getting a pass, and I think Dustin did too at one point. Yeah. So it made it a whole lot easier. But man, they start blocking those streets off for races. It's dismal it to is. try to get through there, especially if you're working down there. Uh huh. Yeah. I've said for years, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's who you know. So it's true. It is very true. I've learned that. It, you're right. But I, I may end up. I was talking to somebody about that one the other day. I may end up trying to run that in the future sometime because that one's a little more hilly than like the Columbus Marathon and stuff. I think you have to wear like actual wings when you do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time you... a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Speaking of angel, mm-hmm. I got a picture last night. Okay. From... A guy that goes to church here. Okay. Uh, his name is Scott Hunter. <laughs> I got the same picture. Gina sent it to me. And uh, they put their Christmas tree up last night. And a few years ago, I had a uh, cardboard life-size cutout of Brandon Dunn because I used it for a sermon series. I mean, this is like – I was, I was on vacation. Like 2018 or 19, I did this. Yeah. And um, so the, we still got the life-size cutout. But Brandon, as a joke, had a tiny – Cut out made like of himself. Eight inches tall. Like eight inches tall. And, um. So life size. That got gifted to me somehow during a white elephant gift. And then I gifted it to somebody else that ended up being the hunters. And they actually had that sitting on their, like in their, it's kitchen. in their Christmas tree. And now it's yeah. at the top of their Christmas tree. Like you're the angel. When I saw that, I literally busted out laughing. That yeah. was like the best thing I've seen in a couple of days. Tell me about that. I'm trying to lead youth group last night and that text comes through and I see it. Like here I am trying to be serious, talk about the book of Colossians, and I see that. So if you guys haven't got your Brandon Chenault Christmas angel ornament, please let us know and we'll get you one. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe we should open up the church merch again and put that right. on there. Yeah, we could do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Those things would sell like – okay, maybe not. They might. You, they never, might. you never know. A lot of gag gifts going on. White hey, elephant exactly. gifts. Exactly. <laughs> hey, whatever works. So, Oh, man. Well, here we are, and uh, we're, we're rambling on, man. We're just – everything. It's been a while. It has a been a while. It's two been weeks. over a week. Yeah, two yeah. weeks. So, I again, I apologize for, um, you know, exactly. allowing us to miss last week. But Well, we – Finally, uh, ended the Ten Commandments last, yesterday, and, uh, we hit number 10. And so, hard to believe that, um, you know, 10 weeks have gone by because, um, if you look at this, we started this two weeks after the fair service. So, yes, uh, that's, that's absolutely crazy. But, um, we, uh, the, um, we started off reading yesterday Exodus 20 verse 17. And this one is, you shall not covet. And this is what it says. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And I know a lot of people will read that and be like, oh, okay, I don't covet. But, boy, some of that doesn't even make sense for me today. We'll talk about that here. In- it does for me. I mean, I looked across the road today and saw the donkey in the field, and I thought, man, 
Yeah, I thought about that today when I drove by because I saw him too. I saw that donkey. It's like that too. is a nice donkey. Exactly. Yeah. Did you covet it? No. Okay. I, I, what would I do with a donkey? That's what I. Anita and I. We were talking about the a few weeks ago. We drove by and saw the donkey, and I'm like, because um, that house is for sale. Yes. And I was like, does the donkey come with it? Right. She was like I wonder, and I was like, what do you do with a donkey? So, so here's. Seriously, what do you do with a donkey? Do you know why a lot of people have donkeys in their pastures with their other farm animals? Do they eat the grass? I don't know. No, they, they'll protect them, like coyotes and stuff. Really? The donkeys will, you've heard of being mule kicked. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where they, they get that from. The donkeys will protect the other animals. The donkeys really? will fight off. Really? Coyotes and, and things. I didn't know that. There you go. There's your so lesson they do. For the day. So you could there is there is a reason that yes. yeah. So maybe maybe so. I mean yeah. I I don't know. So, uh, but I think people read this and um, you're like oh, okay, don't covet. But I really think this is a um, this is something I think not only as a church but I think a world needs to hear this message of of don't covet because right. you know it really has to do with um, you know greed because people do all kinds of stuff because they want something. I want that, and it doesn't have to be I want your car, I want your house. Right. It could be I want whatever. Right. Um, you know, I want to go over this. I, I, I want to be in charge. I want to, so you covet a, I, I didn't even talk about that hardly yesterday, like uh, somebody's position or, right, or right. something like that. When well, that's so. what you said yesterday, you said, you know, all, all of the other commands mm-hmm. are physical. Don't commit yes. adultery. That, that's physical. Don't steal. That's physical. Um, do not murder. That's physical. Right. This one deals with your heart. It does. It, and and you said that and I thought wow that's so true. It all is all about you know it's all about your heart and you know I think when we mention the heart where we think it's the uh, physical organ in our chest right right no. it's not it's, it's who you it's are that desire it's, it's, it's your desire right. it's your core it's your it's who it's your being yeah uh, Proverbs uh, twenty Proverbs four twenty three says guard your heart above all else and that um above that all amazing? else yeah over everything else guard the it. first thing you got to do is guard your heart for it determines the course of your life mm-hmm. such a verse that can go in one ear and out the other but the more that i look at that the more that i read that man um how true is that absolutely how true is that you have to protect that heart mm-hmm. because man if you give it any <laughs> if you give it any any holes it's going to yeah. go down that road yeah. well and i thought road. about that you know yesterday but even prior to yesterday just knowing what the last commandment was, knowing we were going to get into it. And I'm like, man, I'm probably going to get my toe stepped on because I think we all have a tendency to covet. You know, we would like to say we don't, but if we truly were honest with ourselves, you know, like you talked about, maybe someone's position, right. um, maybe someone's vehicle, or you talked yesterday about their house right? Um, or, or something else. It's like we we do have a tendency to want things that we don't have that exactly. other people do have. And, and, and I think it sometimes it, it can be fleeting mm-hmm. or it can be not. So right. I, um, I, I read this um, a few uh, months ago and I started looking at it and, and I'm not quite sure the number because, uh, but the, um, the Bible talks about the heart over 900 times. Right. And there's some like, they even like references and, and all that. But think about that. 900 times the Bible talks about your heart. That's crazy. You that said is that. amazing. Um, so it is something that we need to always, um, you know, work at and take precautions. So started off yesterday and asked this question, like, number one, what, what does it mean to covet? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't think it, I don't think coveting means that you can't have a desire for something. You know right. What I mean, you right. can't want something and, um, it, it has nothing to do with that. Um, you know, God's not saying, Hey, you can't have a desire to succeed or right. anything like that. Right. Um, and, and I think, you know, we always have to keep in perspective that if we're doing this in God and the glories to God and, you know, 
God's going to help you do whatever you need to do. Exactly. But um, I, um, you know, I don't. I don't think people should be congratulated because they're lazy because they don't covet. Right. You know, so there's, there's the opposite end. Exactly. Of that. But to covet, um, I have, came, came across the definition that I liked. It's an obsessive desire, a compulsion to have something that it takes over your life to envy other people's possessions, their families, or their status that the results are discontentment. Yeah. And I think that's huge mm-hmm. because that's what it does. It breeds discontentment. Right. That's not what God wants you to do. Yeah, and it, you read that, and it's like it, it takes control over you. Mm-hmm. Like that's what controls your thoughts, right. your, your motives, your desires, everything. Exactly. Um, and so you broke down the the commandment, um, and you started with "Do not covet your neighbor's house." Right. And I loved. I'm gonna let you <laughs> let you um, read the quote from Jeff Allen, but you gave. That he's a Christian comedian. He is. And, um, this, this story is hilarious. Yeah. He, uh, Jeff, Al- Jeff Allen's a Christian comedian. If you've never heard of him, you need to pull him up. He is just literally hilarious. But he said that him and his wife, after they were first married, they got invited to a party at his boss's house. And his boss basically lived in a mansion and they had all kinds of stuff. And his wife was pretty much like, um, enthralled with everything that she saw in in this house and on the way home his wife uh, looked at him and said honey did did you know that their furniture goes all the way back to louis the 14th and he said oh that's great honey did you know that ours goes back to sears on the 15th if i don't make the next payment (laughs) so uh you know it's like um i i think this is a great Way to start this off because don't covet your neighbor's house because let's understand that we've all maybe looked at somebody else's house and we're not satisfied with ours. Right. And we need to be satisfied with what we've got. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like we always think if we can upgrade, it's going to be better. Is it? Right. Is it going to be better? Um, you know, just because, you know, they got more rooms or bigger dining room or bigger right. kitchen or better stove mm-hmm. or more uh, garage space or pool or hot tubs or more land – it really does start to breed discontentment. Right. You were like, your life. maybe be thankful that you don't have that house payment. It, really? Yeah. Honestly, think about it. Yeah. I mean, I honestly. I made an upgrade a few weeks ago. Really? Put that farm style sink in my in my kitchen. You did. I'm so yeah. thankful I don't have that payment either. Exactly, so. right? Costco. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jesus said in Luke twelve fifteen, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Mm-hmm. Secondly, don't covet your neighbor's wife. And I put, you could say husband too. Or husband, yep. Um, and then um, we recapped quickly. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know where else to go on this. So right, right. David is the biggest one because this is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but Second Samuel 11, 2 through 4, it says, Late one afternoon after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace. And he looked over the city and he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. He... Um, he sent someone to find out who she was, and he was told that she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. David um, sent messengers to get her, and when she came to the palace, he slept with her. So, you know, I think I said yesterday, David kind of lost his mind right. for a little bit, and um, he literally coveted something that wasn't his. Yes. I mean— when he sent for her, he had an alternative motive. You know, it wasn't just they're going to have tea and crumpets, right, in the palace. They're, I mean, he knew exactly what he knew exactly what he was going to do. Right. So think about what coveting did. I mean, he, number one, yes, he he coveted, mm-hmm. which is wrong. Number two, he committed adultery. He committed adultery. He lied, mm-hmm. and then he murdered. murdered. So think of all. Think of like the 
major four commands right. that this dude broke. Right. I mean, literally. I mean, seriously. And guess what? They had the Ten Commandments then. They did, and he knew them. That was the law. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot going in there on that. And um, so David uh, David pretty much lost his mind on that. And, you know, um, I, we didn't talk about it yesterday because that wasn't the gist of the story. But, uh, right. you know, God did forgive him and, you know, but he... There was consequences to, you know, to right. what he did. So well, then I, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, then you think of kind of the flip side of that when you talked a few weeks ago about Daniel. Yes. And how, you know, Pharaoh's wife was trying to or seduce Joseph. Or, or Joseph. Sorry, yeah. not Daniel. Um, Joseph and how yeah. Pharaoh's wife was trying to seduce him. And, and he like fled, like he ran away from that situation. Yep. Um, because he didn't want to commit that sin. Second Timothy 2.22 says, run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. You know, I love that. It doesn't say, you know, that's an action word. It doesn't say, you know, just, you know, mosey on. Right. Just, you know, walk away. No, it says run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord, and here it is again, with pure hearts. And that's what he's asking. Yeah. Not perfect hearts, but pure. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's your, your desire is to do what God wants you to do. Right. Uh, third, don't covet your neighbor's manservant, maidservant. Don't covet your neighbor's ox or donkey. And I said, before you guys say, wow, that doesn't apply to me today. Try again. John Piper said. The man. I love this. Yep. He says, when the Bible says, don't covet your neighbor's man, uh, manservant, maidservant, ox, or donkey. In other words, for us today, don't be envious of somebody else's job, their employees, or what they might own or have. Basically, it's everything. It's everything. Don't covet anything right. in your life. So this is like a, this is, this is saying, you know, don't look at something and all of a sudden you've got a jealous spurt or you, you're envious or, or whatever. So, right, right. Um, I think, I think it's very important that, um, you know, that we don't go down that road. So number two, why is coveting, why, why is it is, wrong to covet? Right. And I think this is so big, especially this first, this first thing that you talked about here, not just on coveting, but any of the Ten Commandments. When you break any of those Ten Commandments, it hurt, it hurts God. Exactly. You know, it's a sin against God. Exactly. Um, yes, you may sin against somebody else, but right. you're sinning ultimately against God. And exactly. Greg Laurie said this. We've quoted John Piper and Greg Laurie quite a bit over the past few weeks. I do. I, I, I've been listening to him a lot, too, so there He's we good. go. So. He's good. Um, but Greg Laurie said this. He said, coveting hurts God. Understand this commandment is an extension of our Father God in heaven, and if you violate this commandment, you grieve God. You grieve God because you're telling him that you're not grateful. And that's the key of the yep. whole thing, yep. because you become discontented. You're, you're no longer peaceful, and all of a sudden, you're not thankful to God for what you already have. And, um, you know, you may not live in a, you know, 5,000 square foot house right. with four bedrooms and, you know, uh, five bathrooms right. or whatever in a swimming pool. And you might live in a 700 foot square house and it's 35 years old and, and needs a little work. But guess what? You know, if you have food and shelter and clothes. Yep. You should, that's what the Bible says, right? Exactly. And that's, just, go ahead. You know, I was just going to say, and, and you can read that, um, as soon as I say this, but, you know, that gets back to your point earlier of, you know, we should be thankful for the things that we do have. We talked about that last night with our students and actually over the past few weeks of, mm -hmm. you know, even our prayers to God. You know, our prayers to God shouldn't just be like, God, I want this. God, mm -hmm. please help mm -hmm. me with this. God, be with mm -hmm. that person. God, please, please, please. I try to, when I pray, and, and especially just to, to model what Jesus mm -hmm. did, I try to start off 
with telling God all of the things I'm thankful for. Right. You know, and I told him last night, I'm like, it could be simple things like um, the fact that you know, I drive a lot, obviously, you know, with Allie not being able to drive. Right, right. Driving the kids to school and Allie picking her up from work and we got to go to town and do groceries and this and that. And so we're in the car a lot. And I think about that as like I don't really acknowledge the fact that God keeps us safe. He protects right. our family, you know, just little things. Like, little things. And so like once a week at least I try to take some time and just thank God for, for those things of, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for the safety you've given me mm-hmm. because people out on the roads are crazy. Oh, yeah, um, including myself at times. Including yourself. And so Ephesians 5.20. I give thanks for everything. Everything. And I have those two words underlined. To God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So if I'm giving thanks for everything, does that mean I'm probably not going to be complaining or comparing? Right. Um, it's very, it's a very, um, (laughs) fine line between thankful and ungrateful. Right. Because, um, you can go to the ungrateful side pretty fast. Yes. It's, Um, and it's all perspective. Yeah. It's all perspective. Exactly. I was uh, talking to a gentleman a few years ago. I mean, before I came here. And um, uh, we were in the gym, and um, he had started working out at the beginning of the year like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came in quite a bit overweight. And, um, you know, I talked to him throughout, and he he stuck with it. A lot of people don't stick with it. Right. It's like I get there for two weeks, and if you can get through the first two or three or four weeks, then right. I think you've got – Got it under control, but a lot of times people don't make it that far, but he did. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I talked to him like in February one time and he said, my, I'm miserable right now. He said, you know, my body's craving this and that. And, right. and you can tell he's lost the weight. Yeah. And yep. so he gets to like, uh, I don't know, it was like August or so. And I had run into him and he could tell, I was like, bro, I'm like, man, you're looking good. And, um, he's like, yeah, he said, you know, I'm just really unhappy that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not losing more weight. And I told him, I said, well, how much weight have you lost? He's like, 70 pounds. Oh, my. I was like, you've lost 70 pounds, bro. I'm like, that is great. That is awesome. And um, so I asked him a question. I said, let me ask you a question. And um, how long have you been, say, overweight? He looked at me. He said, probably 15 years. Wow. I said, and you've lost 70 pounds in eight months. I said, bro, you're my hero. Mm-hmm. You're literally my hero. I said, honestly, you've made more transformation and you've done better than anybody else in this gym. We all look the same as we did eight months ago. You do not. I exactly. said, you're, you're the poster boy for fitness and mm-hmm. you're the poster boy for change. And he went, well, I never looked at it like that. Right. And I was like, bro, I said, you can't compare yourself to I, – and I pointed to a guy over there. I said, who's probably been, been working out since he's been 12. Exactly. And I said – and he's he, he's been a, uh, like studious on diet and, mm-hmm. and bodybuilding and everything else. I said, nobody looks like that unless you're aiming to look like right. that. I said, what, what was your goal? He said, my goal was to get healthy and be a healthier dad and be able to run with my kids mm-hmm. and not get winded. I said, and how's that working out? And he looked at me and he went – it's actually working out well. I mm. said, see, you're the poster boy for change. It's all perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like we, 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 if you start comparing yourself, you don't, you, 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 you become ungrateful. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and you see that first Timothy six seventeen through 18 says, teach those who are rich in this world, not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, it's kind of like he, he had lost 
70 pounds, but he continued to want more. Exactly. Wanted to, wanted to lose more. He wanted to see that weight continue exactly. to come off. But it's like, hey, don't be pr- you know proud um, in, in what you've done and trust in, in that, but you know, kind of just put your faith and trust in God. Exactly. Um, um, and I think we do that. I mean, I think, I think a lot of times we get diverted, even, even, you know, those who call upon Jesus Christ and we say we're following him a hundred percent. Right. Uh, I think we get sidetracked sometimes. Oh, exactly. And, uh, we allow other things to right. take over, even when it comes to this. And, and I don't think we would admit right off the bat that we're, we covet mm. and that we, uh, are discontented, right? But guaranteed, we are. Oh, absolutely! I mean, just by you know, by what we do. I mean, I I brought up this yesterday, and I actually wasn't going to do this, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to throw it in. And I brought up the you know the Wicked Queen the and, Wicked and Queen. Snow White, where you know she's you know now you know the story. I mean, the story <laughs> the movie's been around since was like 1935 or something. But you know, she's like mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of the ball? And the mirror's like, well, you you are, are my queen. You're the you're the fairest. And one day she asked that question, and he's like, Snow White is the fairest. Of them all, and the lady loses her mind, right. and she devises a plan to get rid of Snow White. She wants to kill Snow White, and um, and um, she's not happy, and she doesn't want to be second. She wants to be on top. She's coveting that that right. position. And I and I said yesterday, I was like, I know you're you're thinking, well, that's a Disney cartoon. What are you talking about? But honestly, that's something that's played out in this culture every single day. Right, I, and it's maybe not to that extreme, right? But it is there, mm-hmm. and w- we all have been there, and we have done that because you know there's something that you always have to remember. There's always going to be somebody who has more talent, better looks, right. better carb. They're they're better at everything, more money, um, and coveting not only destroys your contentment, but it destroys your relationship with God and the people right. around you, right? Because you push people away. What about James four? Very good. Oh my goodness. Very good. And this doesn't just go for coveting. Mm-hmm. This goes for everything. 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 Yep. Uh, what is causing the quarrels and the fights among you? Don't they come from the, the evil desires that war within you? Which is what? Your heart, mm-hmm. right? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and you kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, and you can't get it. So you fight and you wage war to take it away from them. Yet you do not have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. Mm-hmm. You only want what will give you pleasure. Right. So it goes back to glorifying God, right? Exactly. It goes back to, um, you know, understanding that, you know, my desires need to match God. And if my desires match God, my desires aren't going to be waging war against somebody right. because of right. whatever, right? Yep. Um, coveting not only, I think, destroys your heart, but it destroys your budget too. Mm-hmm. Because you do spend things you don't right. want, you don't need. Right. What about yeah. Ron Blue? Ron Blue. He's since gone on to glory, but he's right. very quotable. He said, we spend money we don't have to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't even like. It's true. It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about coveting. Um, coveting is wrong because I think it blurs the spiritual that God wants in your life. You can't see the spirituality in the spiritual things of God because you are focused on things or something else other than God. And if you see things in your objects and stuff and money and houses or whatever, I believe you're short-sighted to the spiritual things of God. Right. And, and we need to always be focused on um, God and not what we want. Um, First Timothy 
6, uh, 6 through 12 says, True godliness with contentment with itself is great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. Mm. So if we have food and clothing, let's be content. I mean, how many of us can actually say, if you have food in your belly and clothes on your back, that's all you that's need. All you need. Yeah. Is it? It's a big thing. Right. Can you live without the pit boss? Well, that's food. Well, that is food. You're right. About <laughs> Everything relates to food for you. Okay, here we go. Yeah. But anyway, but people who long to be rich fall into the temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Mm. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And you stopped there and you said it doesn't say that money exactly. is evil, but it's the love of money. Exactly. And some people craving money have wandered far from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, Timothy, I love this, mm-hmm. are a man of God. So here we go again. Run. run from all these evil things. Isn't it funny how sometimes the Bible uses right. the word run from these things? And, and then this other word that, that you're about to read, pursue. Pursue righteousness intentional. and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Think about that. Yep. That's what you're to pursue. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. Yep. And, um, man, right there it is. Mm-hmm. That's what God's telling us to do. Run from this stuff and pursue this. Yeah. And watch what happens in your right. life. And, and like I said, that's being intentional. To pursue something doesn't mean you're like, oh, yeah, right. I may go that way. No, it's like you are very intentional. Right. It's like that's what I'm I'm, I'm longing for. That's right. what I'm going after. And then how can how, – how to overcome, overcome right. coveting. Yeah, and I love this first one, um, so how to overcome coveting is open your eyes. Yes. Um, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. Paul says this, he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. I read that verse, I think of, open the eyes of my heart. Yeah, Lord, open the Yeah, that's a really... We'll be singing that coming up uh, Christmas. Nice. Because uh, Paul Balash wrote "Open the Eyes of My Heart," and he meld, uh, blended that one with um, what is that? For unto us a child is born. Wow! So there you go. Get ready. Paul who? Paul Balash. Um, Lefty Frizzell wrote, "I was born in Saginaw, Michigan." Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And we're gonna blend that with what Christmas song? Well, anything actually. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, Lefty goes with anything, right? There you go. I mean, he goes with Thanksgiving, exactly. Christmas. Whatever. There you go. People are like, "Who's Lefty Frizzell?" <laughs> Sounds like a baseball player. It actually does. So it's an awesome verse because, it is a very good um, verse. and I and I told everybody, really, one of my favorite songs of all time is "Turn Your Eyes Upon Mine Jesus" too. because it's so simple and it's so true. Yeah. Um, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus, uh, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. And the thing about that song that is so true and so biblical is that if I'm focused on Jesus Christ, everything's a blur beside me. And nothing else matters. No, and if I'm focused on the things beside me, Jesus Christ becomes the blur. The blur yeah. And and I don't want that in my life because I need Christ. I need him every day in my life. I need him to be so clear and so plain in my life because if not, 
my life's a mess without that. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. So, and so I ask a question, what's the goal for my life? Right. What's the goal for your life? What, what do you want from your life? What do you want to, what do you want to accomplish in your life? I mean, if your goal is self-serving and to gain more and more and get bigger and better all the time, you, you literally are not focused on the things of God. You're short-sighted. Right. On, on the right. spiritual things of God. Exactly. But if you are focused on God and focused on what we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, open the eyes of my heart, pure, uh, pursue those things. Yep. Um, you're, you're getting on the track to where God, right. where God wants you to well, be. I think too of, of being, being satisfied with what you have. You know, and you read this verse from Hebrews too that talks about that. But if you are are not comparing yourself to other people and what they have right. and what they're doing. The vacations that they're taking, whatever. You, I mean, the, any of that can be coveting. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not comparing, then you're saying, you know what? I stopped coveting your vacation time. Okay, good. Good. Um, <laughs> but if you are satisfied with what God has blessed you with, it just, it again, back to that word, it changes your perspective. Right. You, know, you read from Hebrews 13, 5, says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God said, I will, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to placing your trust in God. Yep. Um, 100%. You know, turning your eyes upon Jesus. Right. Uh, the second um, way of overcoming coveting, that's a mouthful right there. Overcoming it coveting is. is to open your hands. And I, th- I think this is so important. Um, and simply, it's just to, to give back. If you're focused on what you're you're doing for others, you're not worried about what you want. Yeah, and if you're coveting, you're aren't, don't you see yourself pulling in, yes. you're gripping. Yep. But when you're and if you're grasping something, guess what? You can't receive anything. No, you can't. God may want to bless exactly. you, but you can't receive exactly one hundred. First Timothy six eighteen through nineteen says, "Tell them to use their money to do good." I talked about this a few weeks ago when I talked about stealing. Right. Um, he says they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. I love that verse because here's the thing. You can't take your money with you, but you can send it on ahead. Right. And so many people try to take their money with them, and, and but you can't do it. Nobody can do it. it, it I don't care if you have... 1400 zillion billion however the biggest amount it, it is and you die mm-hmm. you cannot take it with yep. you it's going to get left and people are going to be fighting, fighting over, over it, it. Yep. because guess what they want it and you can't use it where you're going but guess what if you're opening your hands mm-hmm. you're sending it on ahead and i think that's important and so the bible tells us that god keeps record of everything Every cup of cold water given in his name, like given in his name, right? given because you love him, given because of what Jesus has done on the cross for you, given out of your heart Mm -hmm. because you love God so much, not because you felt like you had to, not because you were obligated or your arm was twisted. No, it's because of your love for God. And that's the thing, too, is it's not just giving of your money. Exactly. Sometimes it's giving of your time. Sometimes it's serving somebody else. If you had something else planned and something comes up and and you need to help someone with something and you kind of change your plans mm-hmm. or you say, you know what, that's not important because this person needs my help. Right. You know, that's just as important right. sometimes as just giving financially. Exactly. You know, I think both are, are, are definitely important. Jesus. Jesus is great. Yeah. He's actually, uh, you know, he's, he's actually pretty, pretty good. He's a pretty good guy. <laughs> he, was, he, had, he had some pretty good things to say. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. He said this. Don't store up treasures here on earth. You talked about that woman who um, was buried in her car. What, yeah. Was it a Ferrari? 
Yeah, while you're reading that, I'll look that up real quick. I can't remember her name. I that that's crazy because I wonder if that thing's still preserved well. We could go dig that up. I'm sure they've got that guarded I, really I well. Know. I bet that thing's a mess. I bet it is. So, anyways, you look that up. Jesus says this: Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moth moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, here it is. Yep. There the desire of your heart will also be. And um and, and Jesus is saying it's not it's not a bad thing to have. No, things. not at all. Not at it's all. It's not a bad thing to, you know, to have ambitions and no, and, and things like that. But what what's your treasure? Where's your treasure at? And he said, Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Exactly. And if it's on things and wanting more and, and making the next level and this and that, then that's where your treasure and it's like you said, you know, Jesus is gonna get blurred mm-hmm. because all of that stuff's gonna come into focus. Mm-hmm. But if Jesus comes into focus, all of that stuff will get blurred. Everything's gonna get blurred. And you and, and, and it's so important to keep Jesus in focus. Okay, so this woman, her name is Sandra West. And okay. um so here's a picture of her. Oh wow. And her 1964 Ferrari. And um it says <laughs> this is just around the time you're having your second cup of coffee this morning. This is an article from way back. Sandra West is going to be buried in her expensive Ferrari sports car. That's what the San Antonio Express News reported in 1977 when the Texas socialites um this is crazy, are you ready? So, when the Texas socialite, she's buried in lingerie. This is what it says. Uh, and laid to rest in her favorite powder blue 1964 Ferrari. Wow. 1330 American at the Near East Cemetery. She's down in, I believe, in San, in- San Antonio, Texas. So, wow. And um, uh, the article goes on to say she's also buried with $20,000. So she can, um, I guess, run that car. I guess back then twenty thousand dollars was a lot of money too. Nineteen seventy seven, yeah. Yeah. So up here, I think she died fairly young. I think she was in her forties or something like okay. that. So anyway, um but isn't that crazy? And so I've actually seen um I I was watching this on um watching this on YouTube a couple right. days ago just to see what they had. And they actually have a guy going out there and you can you can see like the you know, it's a huge like you can see plot. where it's yeah. plot. I mean, it's a nineteen sixty four Ferrari. She she wanted to take it with her. You know where she took it? Into the ground. Into the ground. And that's where she is. And mm-hmm. that's where the Ferrari is. And guaranteed that thing is rusted and... Ugh. Mm. Yeah. I closed out with um, this verse. It's like, where do you go from there? You go to this verse. <laughs> yeah. Second Corinthians 9, <laughs> verses 6 through 7. Paul says this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves what? A A cheerful cheerful giver. giver. And it goes back to your heart. It's all about your heart. It's your core. It's who you are. It's not the physical organ in your chest. So Exactly. The Ten Commandments have come to a close. Stick a fork in them. We need to finish that. We we finished DVD one. We got to go back and finish the second DVD. I'm surprised Christian hasn't asked me about it. He right. was all about like finishing it. Ten Commandments is um pretty good, it's, very good, but they're very hard. Yes, yeah. There's so much involved in that. I mean, you look, you read the words, "Do not covet." Mm-hmm. Well, 
you don't break you got to break it down right do not lie right do not steal do not commit adultery there's a lot in there right and, and, um, and more than what's on the surface, you know, that, I think that's the, been the big thing of going through the Ten Commandments is yeah. it's more than what's on the surface. Exactly. You know, do, do not commit adultery is is more than just that act that we would consider of exactly. committing adultery. You know, I exactly. I talked about do not steal. Do not steal is way more than physical things. There are other ways that we can steal right. from other people emotionally, mentally, exactly. spiritually, stealing from God. Um, you know, you know, do not murder. Yes. You know, you think, well, that's physically taking someone's life. And yes, it is. But Jesus says, you know, you know, if you think badly about some, you know, it's like and he also says that about, you know, adultery. If exactly. You, you know, if you look at if you look at someone lustfully, you've committed it's, adultery it's within your, your, your heart. Yeah. And it, it, that's something because I wonder how many times that's happened. Right. That's, uh, I've been very convicted over these past 10 weeks. Yeah, me too. So thank you, God, for that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I know we changed the subject. Back to this lady. Here's the hole that they dug for. Holy cow. Look at that. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, um, yeah. You guys will have to uh, Google that or go online and look at that. It's just it's just one of the most bizarre things um, I think I've ever seen. It just so. shows how when people aren't walking with God, just how physical they can be. Yeah. Just selfish and... I don't get it. No. Yeah, me either. So, well, we're done with the Ten Commandments. I, it's crazy. I can't believe ten weeks. Boom. Gone just like that. It was. It was so fast. Yep. But this coming Sunday, we're taking a pause before Christmas, and um, it's yep. a LifeWise Sunday in both hours, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to hearing about this, because I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised and shocked, and I want you guys to come. I want you to hear the updates. I know they're going to have a few people come in from LifeWise and mm-hmm. talk, which is awesome, and um, so I just want you to listen, see how you can help, continue to pray if uh, you guys can give financially to continue to help this. this is one of, I'm going to say this is a, one of the, the best things that we can be involved in for this community because guess what kids are learning about god and that's important uh, women of worth is december the 9th at dear dutchman plain city 4 30 p.m so you can reserve your spot at richwood.church forward slash women and uh, don't forget that barefoot ministry is collecting money and donation for christmas gifts for inmates they're sending christmas cards if you need any information uh, you can um, talk to gina hunter and boy, we're two weeks from less than two weeks from um, Christmas night of worship. Night of worship. You ready for that? I am ready for that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's always a good. This is, I think, our third year okay. doing that, and so we're. I'm looking forward to that. It's a great is way really to start off the years? month of December. Yeah. yeah, and that is going to be on December 3rd at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. And then um, we have uh, Christmas Eve. Is on a Sunday. Yep. And so we have two worship services, two. They'll be identical. Identical. One is at 1030, mm-hmm. and the other one is at 5. And both of them be candlelight, and yep. we want you to come. And there, I think... I I don't think there's any kids program because it's going to be just... Nope, yeah, it's a, more, wrong, of a, so. more of a Christmas Eve, family-style yep. worship service. Yep. So. so I believe um, I believe that's what we got cooking right now. There so. we go. Um, but... And then the following Sunday, the last Sunday of the year, December 31st, probably be just you and I here. Uh, it could be, because yeah. um, that, yeah. New Year's Eve. <laughs> New Year's I'll be here. I'll be here, too. 
I'll be here in, um, but I hope you guys, I hope you guys invite somebody to come with you in Christmas and, uh, for the series, uh, New and Glorious Morn. Uh, we're going to talk, um, about a few different subjects and, uh, something, uh, super exciting. I think that, um, is going to, I think you guys will actually enjoy. I think it'll be really good on December the 17th in both of our worship services. Our uh, kids next door are coming over and they're going to be doing a song yep. and I think it's going to be awesome. And, um, so awesome. I hope you guys come for that Sunday. Be- I think it's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it's going to yep. be great. Yep. I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, it should be good. So, um, yeah. So weather looks not like my weather. Well, I was shocked when I drove into church today and I saw the snow poles up. Right, like you came are in. Are we expecting snow? What, what's going on? You know what? There was talk of possible snow like Friday, but it's not looking like it now. But um, yeah, it's definitely going to be some some chilly weather coming up here over the weekend. High in the forties, lows down in the twenties. Um, I don't see any snow right now in yeah. the extended forecast through December the fourth. So, um, well, it's good to see that we're excited about putting up the snow poles. That help. That 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 helps morale out. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> exactly. I don't like the snow poles. <laughs> right. Uh, in other news. Yeah. Uh, we went and picked our tree out yesterday. We, we tagged our I tree. I thought you trashed your tree yesterday. I stinking autocorrect on your phone said, yeah, we trashed our tree. And I was trying to say tagged our tree. Uh, we go back. We got, I got that. And I was like, Oh, what happened? What happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so, uh, we, uh, go back on Sunday. And we'll get to cut it down and bring it home and trim it and decorate it and all that fun stuff. I hear that uh, Willie and Dolly are going to be are back. Willie in town. and Dolly are coming back in. Um, Dad was able to harvest his um, Ohio buck, and so he harvested that in a doe a month ago. And so he's not going to be hunting. And my kids were probably going to throw a fit if they didn't come back in and go with us to get the tree. So really? it's it's, it's a, been a big ordeal. I think both grandparents sets of the grandparents will probably go with us, and we'll. Go cut it down together. The nice thing is, is it's gonna be cold, so we get to go and cut it down and get back in the truck because yeah, we already have it picked out. It's not like we have to go pick it out. And yesterday was a perfect day to go pick it out. It was beautiful. Like, weather yesterday. was gorgeous. Yeah, it was yeah. gorgeous yesterday. The sun was just beautiful. So, yeah. but very good. Well, thank you guys again for uh, listening. Thank you for hanging in there for the Ten Commandments for ten weeks. Thanks for the coffee. Yes. Um, hope you guys have an awesome, wonderful. Very thankful uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday, and whatever you do, I hope that you stop and pause and just yep. give thanks to God for what he's done for you in your life, what he's doing in your life, that you have the salvation mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ in your life. Um, just, man, just give thanks to God in everything. And, exactly. Uh, enjoy your time. Um, enjoy are you going to overeat? Yeah. Don't, don't overeat. I will not overeat. Really? Probably will. I probably will. I have a pie that I'd like to see, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh. Pecan. Is that it? That's it. Okay. And we'll chat when we're done here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Craig, have a great week. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye.